and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. Welcome to a new interview series on my podcast where I sit down with the students, designers, entrepreneurs, innovators, and thought leaders who are making a big impact in the fashion industry right now. Today on the pod, I'm very excited to share the conversation that I had with Lauren Berger, founder and CEO of Intern Queen, Career Queen, and the IQ Agency. I've been a longtime user of Intern Queen myself, and through her platform, it was actually how I managed to secure my first internship in fashion. Just like you and I, Lauren started as an intern herself in the industry, racking up 15 internships all while in college at the University of Central Florida. Today, she is regarded as the most in-demand career and internship expert and a pioneer in the internship, career, and college ambassador space. Not to mention, she's also the author of three books, Get It Together, Welcome to the Real World, and All Work, No Pay. There's so much to unpack in today's episode that I can't wait to get into, so without further ado, here's Lauren Berger. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I guess let's just start off with some of the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and founder of a few different things now, but um, most well known for being Mm -hmm. the founder of the Intern Queen brand. Mm -hmm. So the Intern Queen brand is a free resource that helps college students connect with amazing internship advice, career advice, and campus ambassador opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, I also oversee our college marketing agency where we activate amazing campus ambassadors from all over the country on behalf of really cool brands like Duncan, Tommy Hilfiger, Stuart mm-hmm. Weitzman, etc. And um, I also oversee our Career Queen brand, which is our alumni network. So that is free career advice for young people that are in jobs one through five after college. And on top of that, I'm sort of the voice uh, for the brand and overseeing everything on a day-to-day and kind of leading the direction of the company. I have three books out, um, and do mm-hmm. a ton of speaking opportunities, and just always out there trying to impact the lives of young people. So you're just like, that's all amazing. And you're just doing so many things, which is super crazy. And I have so much respect for you in that regard. And I mean, you're, I feel like your your hustle kind of started early on, right? Like in college, if I'm not wrong, you did around like 15 internships while you were in college? Yeah, I did 15 internships when I was in college. I graduated from UCF in Orlando. Shout out Mm -hmm. to the Knights. And um, I always felt like there were not enough um, opportunities out there for young people that wanted internships. So Mm -hmm. that's what really inspired me to start this in the first place. I thought, man, I needed the intern queen when I was in college. So now everyone else can have access. Exactly. Similarly, yeah, that's kind of why I started my podcast because I didn't really feel like there was anything out there, you know, in terms of podcasting because I love listening to podcasts myself and there was nothing really out there from like a student perspective. So, yeah. Um, Can you tell my audience a little bit more about what your internship journey kind of looked like? Because 15 internships is a lot of internships. Did you have um, like what was your first ever internship? Was it a good experience? Was it a bad experience? And maybe highlighting more on like those unpaid internships, if you've had any and what those experiences were kind of like. Yeah, I did. So I did a ton of unpaid internships when I was in college, but I think mm-hmm. it's important to say that the 
you know, things have changed and um, now internships are mostly paid, which is great. I think over 60% of internships are paid now, which is wonderful. So I always have to say, well, that was my experience. And for so many years, I sort of touted that and thought that was the coolest thing because that was my personal experience. I've sort of come to learn and see the other side of it now. And we all need to be paying our interns at the end of the day. We pay our interns at Intern Queen and I think everybody else needs to do it. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. But my internships were awesome. They were mainly in PR entertainment and marketing. And, you know, with every internship, I learned so much about myself and was able to kind of narrow down my own career path. And then flash forward to a hundred years later, (laughs) where we are today, (laughs) um, I incorporate so many of the things that I learned at my internships in my day to day. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that like 60% of internships are paid now. And obviously I think the industry has changed so much from a long time ago, but Still today, I think it's such a problem and it's what my thesis is kind of focusing on today because a lot of my peers and, you know, when I first started out doing my first few internships, they were unpaid. And a lot of the work that we were doing was like very tedious and it was very intensive and it was basically free labor and we were kind of being exploited in that way and we weren't getting paid at all, not even cover transportation sometimes and not getting paid for food either. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's still... Still think the industry does have a long way to go, but you're completely right. I'm sure from... Yeah, no, it is so interesting, right? Because when I was in school, like you, that was also the norm. So I think that a lot of companies are are changing and hopefully there's a lot of people like me out there that are saying, hey, like we're not going to promote your opportunity if it's not paid, right? And like, and then also saying, and you really need to pay your interns, right? So, and then sending people all of the, um, you know, literature on the subject we can. So I think if everyone can kind of advocate for it, and I think it's important to, to tell companies, I think a lot of companies think it's still the norm and they don't realize that that the norm has changed right over oh, half yeah, the opportunities sure. are paid now and I think people need to understand that there's a new industry standard yeah and I think as more I mean yeah I feel like the older people in the companies are getting educated but as more young people come funnel into the right. industry too you know they're going to have their own experiences where they were they did not like their unpaid internships when they were younger so they're going to instill that in their own companies and like not have unpaid internships and all that kind of stuff. Totally. But um, yeah, so what's your advice? I mean, 15 internships, that's a lot of internships. What's your advice when it comes to finding, I guess, the right internships, if that's, you know, the right internships and looking for kind of paid opportunities in the industry? I've, obviously now you, I, I would advocate for Intern Queen because it's where I found a lot of my paid opportunities. But during, I mean, your journey, what what have been some resources that you use to get there? Yeah. So I think in terms of where to find paid opportunities. So Intern Queen, while we do promote internships, we're really focused on the campus ambassador space. So we are promoting paid opportunities for campus ambassador positions. And you can find those um, sometimes on our website, but the best place to look is going to be our Instagram page. It's just at Intern Queen. And in our Instagram mm-hmm. story, we're almost always going to talk about it first and foremost there. Um, actually, the first place you're going to hear about it is if you're in our <laughs> network, you're going to get a text yeah. message and an email whenever there's an opportunity that we think fits your profile um, mm-hmm. or something that you might be interested in. The next place you're going to hear about it is on our Instagram page. In terms of other opportunities outside of Intern Queen, um, LinkedIn, I know we're hiring right now at Intern Queen and LinkedIn and Indeed 
are usually the two places that we go because they're both sort of curating. Well, LinkedIn has its own listings and then Indeed is curating um, listings from a ton of other smaller sites. So Mm -hmm. I think those are always great places to go. And then if you're in college, you have a career center and it's a dedicated resource for students from your school. So I think going to the um, career center and making sure you're putting yourself in front of those, you know, lovely people who work there is is a great idea. Um, and then in terms of how to find the internship that's right for you, I think looking back, like, I didn't know it was right for me. <laughs> I had no idea, <laughs> right? I think we, part we of never it do. is just, I mean, I, freshman year of college, I made a list of what I was interested in. Most of them had something PR marketing related about them. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm just going to Google internships in the city I was living in, in marketing yep. and PR. And, you know, I checked out the website, I found a pretty big company and I cold called them. So I think that I wouldn't put too much pressure on people in terms of like, you have to find the right internship, da, 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 da. Because I think especially when you start your internship journey, you really just don't know what mm-hmm. you're looking for. Um, yeah. But you do want to, I think there's a couple of things you can be careful about. You want to make sure, we talked about the unpaid internship thing, and I would advocate for looking for paid internships only if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, in the interview, if you feel like the job description for an intern is a little bit light or if you ask them to describe an intern's tasks and the answer is yeah, light yeah. and it doesn't sound like anybody knows what the interns are doing, I think that can be a red flag, whether it's a paid or an unpaid opportunity. So yeah. I would just make sure that you're walking into a structured um, environment, not just like, a, oh, we'll send you work when we need you. Right. Cause That's, that can sometimes just be yeah. boring, frankly, and a little too loosey goosey for my taste. No, so, no, that, that's great advice. Yeah, I feel like sometimes structured when opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes when they're a little vague in the description, you're right. I never really, like, thought about it that way. It definitely is a red flag because it's kind of like they don't really know what they want you to do either. Yeah. So. Yeah, and a company really has to be organized to bring on an intern. I always tell companies it's not as easy as you think. You know, it, sa- it sounds yeah. like an easy solution. Oh, an intern can do it. No, no, no. You got to make sure the intern is trained, that they have yeah. the right supervision, that they know who to go to to ask questions. They need someone to review their work, to provide feedback. And you're probably going to need a few more rounds of feedback with an intern doing it than you would with an employee who already understands like the goals and initiatives of your team. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it for sure. Yeah. I know my supervisor sometime in my past internships would have a hard time like I think they thought it was easy to have an intern, to hire an intern. And then there were some days where they didn't really have anything for me to do or they didn't have anything organized. Yeah. So you're right on that. <laughs> and I'll keep that in mind and people should keep that in mind if they're planning to have interns in the future. Yeah. But um, going back to the ambassadorships, I've actually done a few of them before. And I was just hoping if you could tell my audience a little bit more about like what's involved, like let's to maybe give an example of what kind of stuff you'd be doing in an ambassadorship because you gave such yeah. amazing brands. Um, I've personally done the one. And also, yeah, if you're in the network, which you guys should all definitely join the network, you literally get text messages um, about opportunities, which is like amazing. Yeah. And, and I'll make sure, um, Christina, that you have like our link to our, like the, yes, it's just free, sure. like the database sign up just so people okay. know where to go. Yeah, for sure. But if you can tell people a little bit more about what is involved yeah. in like an ambassadorship? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So typically an ambassador program is going to incorporate mm-hmm. some type of social deliverables and 
sometimes it's only a social program and then sometimes it's a social program and then there's also either an on-campus or a virtual or a sampling component to it. So um, an example is uh, our first Stuart Weitzman program. It's purely social. Yes. So it's literally, you know, we, and we pay all of our ambassadors. Um, yeah. We actually employ all of our ambassadors, which is a little bit different than how other companies do it, but it's our way of making sure that our ambassadors are taken care of and um, being paid appropriately and not being mm -hmm. taken advantage of essentially. So our ambassadors are logging all of their time, just like you would at any job. And they're getting paid hourly to do whatever it is that is required. And we do, um, we do give a guidance of how many hours it should fit, but we're really big on making sure that everyone is tracking all the hours that it takes for them to do the thing. Um, but yeah, so for our Stuart Weissman yeah. position, I think it's, you know, you're gifted a pair of shoes um, you're paid for your time and then you're just posting relevant content across TikTok and Instagram um, mm -hmm. a couple of times throughout, maybe it's like a two or three month duration, um, which is really cool. We have other programs. We're working on a program right now with a hair. It's a new, um, newer hair brand called Hallie, H-A-L-L-Y. And mm -hmm. they make all kinds of cool hair dyes, different like um, hair glosses and just all kinds of cool products, very on trend. And uh, our ambassadors for that are not only doing social, but they're also hosting events on campus. We had our first one last week at Arizona State, actually. And it's oh, really wow. cool um, because the, you know, you're paid for your time and you're basically getting the experience that you can put on your resume to coordinate a big event, whether it's with your sorority, with your fashion club, whoever it's with, and having to work all the logistics, the food, the decorations, the promotions and everything. And I mm -hmm. think... I think hosting an event in college is just such a great experience because it's hard. And so yeah. many of us do it in the real world in our day-to-day -day jobs. And yeah. you know, you think everyone's going to show up. They don't. What uh -huh. do you do? Do you have a backup plan ready? Like yeah. something always happens. So anyways, that's some of the stuff that um, some of our intern queen campus ambassadors do. Also a lot of sampling. It could be anything from like potato chips to pizza to lip gloss. Um, <laughs> but you know, we send a bunch of stuff and that mm -hmm. way you and your friends can have a ton of samples and then you can pass them out to people on your campus as well. Um, and we're really big on just, I think to be a successful ambassador with us, communication is really key. Um, yeah we expect people not to ghost us <laughs> and um, sure, yeah. also just making sure that before you sign up for an opportunity and this goes for everything, not just intern queen, really think about if this opportunity makes sense for you in your college life right now, because so yeah. many of us are dealing with mental health issues. We're getting over COVID, whatever it might be. Our schedules are changing. We're studying abroad. Like it's okay if the opportunity is not for you. And I would just try to not apply because we tend to have a lot of students apply, get accepted and then drop. And that sort of puts us in a, in an awkward place um, with our clients. Yeah. So we just ask students to not commit if they don't feel a hundred percent committed. You're in college and you understand what it's like. I don't understand what okay. it's like, right? I haven't been in college in a, in a while and you guys are coming out of a pandemic. I can't imagine being oh, in college yeah. at a time like that. And so it's, it's okay, right? One of our ambassadors did a live with a, an Instagram live with us recently. She just graduated and got um, turned her ambassadorship at Grubhub actually into a job at Grubhub, which is really cool. And um, oh, wow. her advice was uh, be gentle with yourself. And I thought that was really wise advice coming from such a young person. I was like, wow, you are so much smarter than be I am. But, um, but I do think that's important. And everyone is going through yeah. a lot. And 
just, you know, try to calm down the eager button there in terms of the applications, right? Because it's it's okay if you don't apply for everything. Like you don't need to be in the running for everything. It's okay. You can be, yeah. um, you know, you can do what's right for you. That's great. That's great timely advice because this is the, you know, the job applying season, I guess, and the it internship looking season. So that's going to be great for my listeners to like calm down. And even for me to take a second, because I mean, the other day it was, I just kind of had a thought. I was like, oh my God, everything's going so fast. I have to apply for jobs. I have to have a job right after I graduate. So it's, it's a lot of pressure on all of us. So that's, that's great advice. So talk, getting il- into a little bit more of like after the internships and going into your career. So you started Intern Queen and I've been a longtime follower of Intern Queen. And then you later created Career Queen, which you guys like to call the big sister of Intern Queen, which is really cute. Um, So what was that experience like in terms of kind of shifting your demographic from working with solely, you know, college students and internships and now going into a wider group of people who are older in the industry? Yeah, I think it's... um... At the end of the day, I think it's been challenging for us, Um, not so much because Career Queen is challenging, but just I think when you're dealing with a small business, right, Mm -hmm. you're always, it's like one step forward, 10 steps back, one step forward, (laughs) 10 steps back. Mm -hmm. And so I think something that we need to improve on is our connection to our alumni. We've been doing this since 2009. We have so many rock stars that are out in the world. And I was thinking we need to do like a where are they now? You know, like Us Weekly does. Oh, that would <laughs> but, be amazing. Uh, yeah, we're really trying to strengthen our alumni connections and find opportunities um, for them to come back and directly impact our college network. So mm-hmm. um, Career Queen is awesome. I think we're trying to figure out like who exactly is in that audience. Is it the people that graduated in, you know, 2012, to, 2009 to 2012? Or is it you know, recent grads from the past five years. We're not really sure. So we're trying to kind of dig in and see like who's behind the curtain and how do yeah. we provide them with the most valuable advice. But we're also actively finding really great opportunities. So just as an example, um, well, yesterday I was able to catch up with a student who graduated Syracuse, used our site. Uh, she graduated in 2012, so a while ago, and she's now working at Disney as a script coordinator on the animation side, which I was like fangirling over her. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> So uh-huh. just me being able to personally be in, in touch with people when I can yeah. is fantastic. And then today we have this exclusive group of, um, we call it the Intern Queen Junior Board. So it's um, six students that have participated in our programs before and applied for this junior board opportunity. And it's sort of like we we utilize this junior board to bounce ideas off of them to help grow our business. And then we try to be mentors to them in return. And um, we do a meeting every month. And for every month, we have an alumni speaker. So today, I'm really excited because Mm -hmm. our alumni speaker was literally our intern last semester. And that Uh just goes to show how quickly someone can go from like student to career. And she's now the, um, ooh, this might be a good connection for you, Christina. Let me know if I should introduce you. Her name is Suzanne Suzanne Garcia, and she is the Uh social media coordinator now for Pacific Sunwear, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. she's based in Florida, moving to Los Angeles. So it's so funny how literally she was a junior board member of ours and now she's speaking to the junior board. And I think like it's been four months. So it's just so funny how quickly someone transitions. So, you know, we're always finding cool new oh, ways yeah. to utilize our alumni network. Yeah, no, please. I would love to. Co- yeah. I just like connecting in general to to people and you never know 
really these days when you meet someone like what the connection you can make with them and just like absolutely yeah okay so yeah you're doing intern queen career queen and then you're also doing the ambassadorships as well and then you're also you've authored three books which is like that's super crazy and like yeah I'm not how- writing any books right now <laughs> <laughs> I was like are you working on a new book no, let me know <laughs> I'm like we the author needs a break for a while um yeah but I think tell that, me more uh, about Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say there's a lot going on and I think everyone has a lot going on these days, but at the end, I mean, it's just important to prioritize, right? Like I can't do all of those things all the time. I'm, I can't be all those places all the time, right? Even physically speaking. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, like the focus as a small business owner with no investment money (laughs) is the focus Mm -hmm. has to be on what drives the revenue, right? So for us, that's the campus ambassador program. So when I start my day every day, like that is the priority that I go in there with. And then I use the extra time to nurture the intern queen brand, which is so special. Right. And I love that's more of a passion project for me. So, um, and then career queen is sort of the, the, the next tier after that. So my advice for anybody juggling multiple things at the same time is just to like, there has to be a priority, right? It can't all be the same level of importance otherwise you'll never know how to manage your day so just had to throw that out there (laughs) I mean that's that's great advice for me because after this call I'm gonna start thinking about what I have to get done today but then prioritizing the most important thing which is probably gonna be my thesis but yeah yeah. and also asking yourself like what's the thing that I'm gonna be annoyed with myself for not completing at the end of the day right like what is that thing and like do it now because then you're like you know what regardless of what happens later today I'm gonna feel good because I did this one thing but that's the hardest thing though nobody ever nobody wants to do the thing that annoys them the most first oh I know it's like you want to do the other like you you need to have a lot of strength like oh all of a sudden I'm the most distracted person on the land because (laughs) I did not want to do that one thing I mean it takes a lot of strength for me to actually be like okay let me just do the thing that I don't want to do for everyone um but yeah, going back to your books, um, yeah. specifically, I want to talk about your book, All Work, No Pay, um, because that kind of like fits the theme of you know <laughs> what we're talking about in my thesis. But... Yeah, Christine, I am tr- I've tried so hard to change the name of that book. <laughs> really? Like, because when I when I yeah. wrote the book, it was true, right? Yeah. Like, like you and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. Internships weren't paid, so it was true. And no, it but was fun. It was funny, right? But yeah. I have, I feel like now as a leader in the space, it's not cute and funny anymore. <laughs> and it should be like, all work. It should be like, I love internships or like just not that title. And they will not change it. And no, so, Lauren, I'll be really honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I actually resonated with that title. Oh, you did? I, okay. I did. We're, the title resonated like, with you. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's good to know. Cause I always get yeah. so, again, I just want to make sure that I'm leading the space and, for and sure, for pushing sure. for change. And so it's good to hear that you're still, um, resonating with the title (laughs) no 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 I think like I mean I don't know what it's going to be in a couple years but I can tell you right now I think anyone who read that title at least in my position and you know in my demographic can kind of be like poking fun at it and be like oh yeah like that's like low-key true yeah so yeah yeah, right uh, yeah do not feel bad about it it's weird that you said that because I was like wait a minute I kind of like the title like oh good I'm I'm so happy to hear (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that student perspective actually because I'm like I'm Uh, responsible for leading the students (laughs) no but it's um it's good to hear that that doesn't turn you off from um picking up the book and maybe even helps (laughs) no for sure that's why even I chose it specifically to talk about I was like 
I want to know more. Like, can you oh, tell good. me so more about? I'll have to. Uh, I'm yeah. always nervous to talk about all work, no pay these days. So I'll have to bring her out of. The, I'll have to bring her out of the closet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just. I really want to know like what your motivation and inspiration was to write that book, but also just because. It, would you say it's more of a guide than a book? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I think. I mean, I like I'll, I'll work no pay is like um, the heart and soul of where all of this started, right? It started with people being like, For no, sure. you can't have a book. No, you can't have an internship brand. No, blah, blah, blah. And then I wrote the yeah. book and it, somebody bought it and it was cool. But um, no, I think the reason, like thinking, I haven't picked up I'll work no pay in a long time, but um, I think the coolest part of it or the most special part is that every section kind of starts with a personal story. And I think mm-hmm. my voice really comes through on that book, maybe in a way, yeah. I, it probably does in all of them, but the, it was the most raw and authentic authentic and un, I don't know, I unfiltered at that point because I really yeah. didn't have any sort of formal training except for, I guess, school. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that I, that book is really special. And again, each section kind of starts with a personal story and then goes into a ton of advice. Um, I would, again, it's been a long time, but you know, 90% of it's still super relevant today. I think that book came out before Instagram was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think LinkedIn was a thing though then. So it's just funny to see how things change, but a lot yeah. of the advice from the book is definitely still applicable today. And I think yeah. the theme of the book is like, tell people what you want to do, put yourself out there and you never know what can happen because that's really been the story of how I've been um, successful over the past however many years now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's amazing. So, I mean, I, I'm going to put out there and recommend that book. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, of course. But so three books, Lauren, has it been like your childhood dream to write a book or something? Because three books, that's a lot. Like, was it a dream of yours to write a book? I don't think it was a dream necessarily, but like, I yeah. always joke that my my grandma actually used to be like, she's gonna, and she's from Brooklyn and had a big thick accent. So she would be like, she's gonna be a writer and an author. And then I was. And then you were. And I was an author. Um, so yeah, I think that I was always into, I was always interested in creative writing growing up. I always entered all the competitions and things. So it did feel like a natural extension. And I miss it. I actually said to my husband the other day, I was like, maybe I should write another book because I, I miss like the outlet yeah. of, of the writing and the creativity there. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Let's Lauren, but if you, in another in another year or two. <laughs> if you were to write a book though, what would it be about? <laughs> I don't, I, the last concept I had was called, um, and then I don't, I started writing it during the pandemic and I don't remember why I stopped, but it was called entrepreneurship. Mm. <laughs> like instead of entrepreneurship, shit, <laughs> just with like all <laughs> oh, I love that. that happens behind the scenes yeah. of, you know, running a business. That's a brilliant title though. So you should yeah, run with it's it. It's tricky though, because you know, my audience, like, well, yes, I can offer entrepreneur advice. And every time I speak, there's a few people in the audience that are entrepreneurial. That's yeah. not really what they're coming to us for, right? They're coming to us for internship and career advice. So I don't have like our audience mm. is like excited college students. It's not necessarily people that want to learn how to start their own businesses. So yeah. that's, I think, well, probably why I was like, you know what, while I'm passionate about this, I don't necessarily have the the audience I, too. I totally hear you on that, Lauren, but let me tell you right now, the people who are starting the business and the companies are the ones that are in college and even in high school, to be honest. Like they're starting Christina, young. You're I'm like telling. my hype woman. I just need to hire no. you. <laughs> no, I'm Lauren. Like, Come I'm on. like, that you know is how many, a good idea and here's why. I love it. <laughs> do you know how many people in my class like have their own side businesses? And I'm really? like, yeah, no, it's crazy. People, there are people in high school starting businesses and I'm just right. like, 
Yeah. No, you're right. There is definitely a surge of like young entrepreneurs. So maybe we need to revisit entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship. Yeah. The behind the scenes, because I mean, it's not glamorous. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything personally, but I've listened to podcast episodes of people who started yeah. their, <laughs> not the ring light again. I know, right? The ring light thing. Okay. <laughs> but you caught it this time, Lauren. You, no, caught, I, you caught it this time. I got it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so let, let's go back onto the topic of unpaid internships. Yes. Because, yeah, um, I'm curious to know, what is your, like, stance on it, if you have a stance? Do you agree with them, disagree with them, or are you kind of, like, neutral and it, like, depends on the situation? Yeah, no, I just think pay your, I just think my stance is pay your interns. <laughs> I, I really do. I just think pay your interns. There's a hundred reasons why we're trying to create a more equitable workforce and make sure that everybody can have all of the same opportunities. And, you know, I've heard some of the arguments on the other side of it, of course. And like I said, I had unpaid internships and saw the value, but I was also, you know, from a from a family that could honestly like afford, you know, they could, they could handle mm -hmm. that situation and not everybody can. And so it's important that, you know, everybody gets the same opportunities. Um, I think years ago I was speaking from my own experience and I was like, anybody can do anything, da, 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 da. But you know, yeah, that's a lot easier said than done. And I don't know how practical that is for everybody, right. From every like economical background. So I think pay your interns, um, and again, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it can be minimum wage. It doesn't necessarily yep. need to be yeah. more than that, but pay them like pay them so that it's like going to work. And so they're not spending their time and then coming home empty handed, right. Yeah. Or having to pick between the internship or the paying job. So, yeah. um, yeah, my stance is just pay your interns. And I really tried to be vocal about that, not only with companies that email me, but even with friends, um, in making sure that their companies are well-informed. Um, mm -hmm. cause like I said, some people just, the internship space is not what they spend a lot of time thinking about, right? There are a hundred other things going on. And sure. sometimes they really, I, th I think, genuinely don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've tried to inform. I mean, right now I'm like kind of, I'm still a student, but even my friends who are starting their own companies and um, alumni that I know from Parsons who are hiring interns currently. Yeah. I'm just trying to always be conscious whenever they're doing postings like we're looking for interns but unpaid and for credit I'm like okay like ah, yeah I know I see that tone. I'm like ah, stop stop yeah <laughs> no, and I I no have a lot fun. of yeah with the whole like you know people started people always right have been they start businesses and then they email me and they're like we need 25 interns I'm like what <laughs> that's not even that's not even true like you don't you don't need so, 25 interns when you start I usually tell people like yeah. if you're trying to start your business and need help like hire a part-time assistant or something like, yeah. I don't know that a college student is like, could a college student be the part-time assistant? Sure. And you could find someone really amazing, but like, do you need a hundred interns to start your business? Probably not. And that's probably not going to be manageable for you. You're <laughs> so right. I usually tell people that like, again, interns are an investment of time and energy and it goes both ways. It's not just yeah. the student investing the time. It's the company really like paying it forward. And if you don't have that time to give, then don't hire the intern, you know, don't yeah. hire the intern. I would rather a student get students get like limited opportunities that are better opportunities versus just like anything random that pops up. I think they think that hiring like 25 interns is better than hiring, putting that money into one exactly. assistant. Exactly. And it's like and it that one assistant is going to be just as effective as those 25 interns together. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they'd rather manage 25 people, but. Agreed. 
anyway, um, I I have a lot of peers and a lot of my friends who are finding themselves in like exploitative situations at their internships. Unfortunately, really? yeah, it uh, it's too bad to hear that that is still happening. I mean, I'm sure it is still happening, but that you're hearing about it that frequently, that's a that is not great. Yeah. I, and my my connection <clears throat> with fashion students goes long and far. Like I know a lot of different students from not just my university, Parsons, but from a lot of different universities around the country. So I'm wondering what advice would you give to those people who find themselves in those situations but don't really know how to like get out of it? I mean, I think I always say like, it's like at the airport, like if you see something, you got to say something and it's a mm-hmm. matter of figuring mm-hmm. out who the right person to say something is. Mm-hmm. Like who is the right person to say something to? And and that one's a little bit tricky. I think if there's any major red, if, if there's a red flag and you feel uncomfortable, you need to leave your internship. You need to leave whatever situation in life you're in, right? If you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Incom- uncomfortable in like the negative sense, not the whole like be uncomfortable to grow, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think like that's first and foremost. If you're in, if safety is an issue, danger, you're uncomfortable, people are saying inappropriate things to you, like get the heck out of there, right? And then we'll deal mm-hmm. with it afterward. Yeah. Um, if there's just things at your internship that could be improved, I would talk to your internship, talk to whoever the direct supervisor is about it first. If you don't feel like you're getting an appropriate response, escalate it. And if you still don't feel like you're getting an appropriate response, leave. Yeah. Like I would just leave. I wouldn't stay somewhere where you feel uncomfortable just to stay. And I'm, it's so, it's frustrating because you're always scared you're going to burn a bridge or do something like For that. Sure. But I think the way of 2022, right, is that we're all supposed to, right? feel really mm-hmm. bold and and make and make moves and not stay places where we're uncomfortable and just sort of mm-hmm. have faith that you know we're not going to burn the bridges and it's going to be okay and we're going to find our way and I know that can be really challenging I find myself in situations with clients sometimes where I'm like why are they why aren't they treating me appropriately like this isn't cool and then I wonder like am I supposed to say something and yeah. I think if we're asking ourselves am I supposed to say something the answer is probably yes and yep. it's just trying to find the most like delicate or balanced way to do that and that again, it's 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 really tricky. Um, I think for a college student though, getting your a good way to like navigate it and not have to p- feel so personally involved is to talk to your career mm-hmm. center and to express to them some concern and see if they could call the company sort of like anonymously on your behalf. Um, because sometimes I think yeah. having it come from a different place can be really effective. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they don't want to listen to like the intern then they have to listen to like an institution or someone yeah, who's exactly. coming to them yeah 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 that that's great um and i'm i'm it's always disheartening for me to hear about other people's experiences and i've i've had my own experiences in in that matter but it was a little it was a long time ago and then i made a promise to myself that i would keep myself out of those situations and now i only look for ones and really connect with companies that i like connect with right off the bat and yeah, yeah. so so far it's it's been good um yeah, this is this is a big question for you, Lauren, but like what real change do you think needs to be made within the fashion industry as a whole in order to kind of like change the current current fashion internship scene that we currently have? And I know that and me telling you all these things, I know it's for you, it's kind of wild to hear that it's still kind of going on, but I'm definitely letting you know that from a student perspective and from what I see, it really is what you kind of experience, you know, with like the unpaid internships and that un- like exploitative is still going on it it kind of still is being rampant in the industry and I see articles all the time on major publications about unpaid internship experiences right um right. so it's still going on um and yeah, I'm just I think that, yeah totally 
So, right. So number one is like, I think (laughs) my stance, right? Pay your interns. But I think number two is that it starts at the top. And I think that there probably needs to be some type of like workshop or session or dinner or whatever, right? Where all the leaders in, so for example, in the fashion industry come together, maybe there's a panel of experts. I'm, you know, happy to help with things like that, but it has to start at the top. And the person in charge of the company, the person at the helm needs to be really clear and set a town hall meeting with their whole staff and explain what interns mean to the company, why we value them and tasks they can and cannot do. Right. And then there's also like a balance to it. Like, sure, I don't have an issue with students being paid for their time and having to unbox things. Fine. But that shouldn't be their that shouldn't be their whole internship. Right. Like that. What is that teaching them exactly? Like, I think it's important to show the glamorous and unglamorous sides of a company. Otherwise, you're giving the interns like the wrong depiction of what that, you know, company is like. But again, it has to be balanced. And so, again, I think what usually happens is that interns are low on the priority list. They come into a company. There's not really a plan. Some person Mm -hmm. who's already really busy gets tasked with also being the internship coordinator with no guidance. And Mm -hmm. then it just, again, it's a trickle down, but that stuff as a founder, I know at my company, like that starts at the top and it's up to me to put things in place. And it's up for me. It's up to me also, you know, I try to make sure to have, I'm not in touch with our intern every day, but I try to have a direct line of communication with her so that if anything is happening that I should be aware of, she can come to me. So I think that's really the change. I think those are the changes that would need to happen in order to really see an effective result. Yeah. Well, that's really amazing to hear that even someone like you all the way at the top has still that direct line of communication to your intern. That's really nice. Um, Actually, speaking, going back to what you were saying about like the opening boxes and stuff, it's really funny because the other day I was having a conversation with someone and they told me, I don't don't know if 100% if that's what they said, but they said, I think it's like illegal now if you're not paying your intern to make them clean, which is so funny because... In one of my unpaid internships, like one of my fir- one first few unpaid internships, I was like cleaning stuff around the studio. I wonder it- what they're referring to is just this idea that it's a little bit loose in terms of how it's um, like said on like the Department of Labor website. Mm-hmm. But essentially everything an intern does should have some type of learning objective associated with it. Okay, and so, yeah. right, like cleaning, what are you, what are you going to do there? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I think, right. There's the, like, you know, Hey, we just stuffed 200 gift bo- bags. Can you clean up this? Whatever. Like, I, okay, fine. But right. Like, can you just We're, like, like go around before. the office and clean for us? Like that doesn't make sense. Right. Like what's the learn- learning objective there? I'm yeah. Not sure. um, but yeah, it's it, yeah. The, honestly the bit. So an issue is the trickle down. And then another issue is that the Department of Labor has a lot of conflicting initiatives, right? They're trying to protect everyone and do everything. And internships yeah, aren't that high on their list either. So it's, um, you know, yeah. it's just challenging for multiple reasons. But again, the, the good news is that I'm seeing changes like every day where companies are paying and starting to get more structured or mm-hmm. even starting to eliminate opportunities if they know it's not a good program, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. Lots of good changes happening in the in the world. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Lauren, so much for yeah. giving me all yeah, your this great- This is a really interesting conversation and I really appreciate your insight, Christina, and kind of sharing that you're hearing from a lot of your friends that some of these things are still happening. So it it gives people like me a lot of motivation and like 
um, it's just a good reminder that a lot of work still needs to be done. So I know my wheels are spinning. Like, how do we do that workshop with the fashion industry in New York City? Like, let's get them there. I know. You gave me some ideas too. I'm like, wait a minute. Does my thesis need to be something more? Do I need to hold a workshop? (laughs) But um, no, I think it's always great. I always love, you know, it's the day that I graduate, I'm no longer a student. I am going to be really sad. I'm not going to lie. Even though I've wanted to graduate since I got into school because (laughs) I'm going to lose that that student perspective I'm gonna lose that network but yeah because I mean even at CFDA right now they always come to me from that student perspective it was like Christina like what do the students want what do the students want to hear and so I've loved being that student perspective for everyone so it's gonna be a little saddening when I do graduate but yeah even if I'm allowed even if I'm able to give you a little bit of like what the students are hearing and experiencing it's nice No, but- I, I agree. I think it's um I think it's really interesting to hear and that you're so right. Like you come into college wanting to graduate and then when you leave you're like, Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I know. So, I'm gonna I'm really I'm excited gonna- for yeah. you. I'm here for you if you need anything and um yeah, tell your listeners to, you know, reach out if they need anything. We're very easy to find at Intern Queen and um, you know, would love to help as much as I can. I'm definitely going to put all the information in the description of this episode. Um, But yeah, where can our listeners connect and find you online or on social media? And if you want to give any plugs to anything you're currently working on or something that has like come out currently. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we'll make sure that like in the caption of this, that we give, uh, that we provide the database link so that everyone can sign up for our network. It's totally free to do so. And you'll just hear about cool um, opportunities where we pay you, not the other way around. You don't pay us. We pay you. Oh my God. That was beautiful. Um, and just make sure you're following. I think the channels that we put the most effort into that you should check out are our Instagram, just at intern queen. Also, if you're graduating or have graduated at official career queen on TikTok, we do a lot of work there um, at intern queen, try to make mm-hmm. videos that you guys are going to like. And then also our YouTube channel, um, which does really, really well and has great like two to 10 minute tutorials on every part of like internship career, starting your own business, being a campus ambassador, the whole thing. We just did a really great video last week that was like this versus that. And just like what language to put in professional emails when you're reaching out for internships mm. or jobs. So definitely check all of that out. And internqueen.com is where you can find anything and everything. So stay in touch. And we're excited to get you guys in some of our paid campus ambassador opportunities and get you internship advice. Thank you so much, Lauren. It was nice having you on this episode. Yeah. Thanks, Christina.